from gate seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is hard for a touchdown by Holmes! A minute remaining and they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast, I am your host Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, let's joined with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson, and for the first time on a Sunday evening we are being joined by Mr. Swerving Irving Washington. How are we doing tonight, fellas? I'm doing all right. How was Can't the, complain, man. How was the weekend? Weekend warrior over there, Ben? Always. Always, always. It was good. I'm hating, uh, dreading going back to work tomorrow, but, you know, I bet this you, is what it is. I bet you love that extra hour of sleep today. Oh, it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We got Friday off, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a nice short week to get ready for this next weekend. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. College basketball starts tomorrow, too, by the way. Basketball start, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be up in uh, in Oregon, so I get to check out. Uh, I'll be at Widmer. I'll be at Deschutes. I'll be at uh, um, there's a couple small breweries up there too. Uh, kid plays for kid we know uh, plays for Lewis and Clark. So we're gonna go and watch his uh, his last college football game. So this weekend. Yep. Oh, nice. So we'll be up there watching some D two football. Hell yeah, dude! That's what's up. Yeah. Um, man, we got a big show on on deck. Uh, and. As uh, many of you know that watch this uh, show every Sunday, our Sunday show is uh, we also have like a lot of beer revolved around it. Um, yep. Irving doesn't drink beer, which is okay, dude. We aren't going to like peer pressure. It's not that I don't drink beer. I just don't have no beer. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. It was well, a, a last second addition to this. So uh, it was. The only thing yeah. I don't drink is IPAs. Oh. <laughs> I got a I got a pale and I got a uh amber tonight. So I got an IPA for my first one and I got okay. a I have a very special beer that I cannot wait to drink for my second one, which I'm not gonna nice. I'm not gonna reveal yet. We're gonna, nice. we're gonna save it. So both both of mine are pretty interesting tonight. So I'm stoked about these. But drink that poison, I see Jordan. Oh man, I love my IPAs, man. So does Ben, dude. I do too. Yeah, we cannot lie. But yeah, so let's uh, talk about that a little bit for the people who uh, you know have only you know been listening for a little while or only listen to our weekday shows. Um, so we review and uh, drink a couple beers per podcast. We want to make sure that we get our kind of uh, our, our beer influence out to everybody. We started this podcast as a podcast where you know we were sitting sitting at a bar drinking beers. That's kind of the focus that we wanted to. Uh, you know, to, to get while we're talking sports and uh, wanted to bring that to you. So we're going to be drinking two beers per podcast. We're going to let you know what we think is a good beer and a bad beer rated out of five at the end of the show. Um, Got to make sure that you guys go to Tavour. You can get some of these beers on uh, Tavour.com, download the Tavour app, use promo code TAPROOM when signing up. You'll get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. So Jordan, uh, tell me what your first beer is tonight. So my first beer is a, uh... From a brewery that both of us are pretty familiar with. This is from El Segundo Brewing Company down where uh, Irvin's near in uh, El Segundo, California, which is 
for those of you that live under a rock that's in Los Angeles County, near the coast, near uh, my hometown of Manhattan Beach, California. Uh, this is the Mayberry IPA. Your your hometown? Well, my family's from there. I, okay. I was, I'm not from there, but my family's from there. Okay. Uh, but this is the Mayberry IPA. Uh, and, and as you know, Ben, you're familiar with El Segundo does do a lot of different IPAs and, and yep. pale ales. Um, so it's usually something I like to stick to from them. I don't usually, uh, you know, veer off with El Segundo Brewing Company. I usually like strictly stick to their IPAs. So I saw this one the other day, had to pick it up. Um, looking forward to this one. First taste. Uh, the initial aromas and stuff, very earthy, which is something that I love with my IPAs. You know, the citra hops, um, the mosaic hops. You could really taste those in any. Irvin's over here, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's good so far, man. I'm I'm looking forward to this one, man. It's an, and it's a pretty light IPA, only seven percent. Nice, which is on the lighter side for an IPA. Nah, it's still pretty heavy, heavy uh, for a, a single IPA. But mm, it smells so it'll, good. Danky it'll too, man. What's that? It's danky too. It's danky. Okay, so you're probably gonna get some more of those uh, cascades and the um, uh, the Simcoe hops in there too. So it we'll doesn't move away from the. the it doesn't say ones. the. It doesn't say the hops in here. Oh, it does say mosaic hops. I okay. was right. I got a lot of mosaic hops sent on it. There you go. What are you sipping on? <laughs> Um, so I'm doing one. Uh, this is uh, actually down by uh, you, Ruben, uh, Ruben. Sorry, Irvin as well. Um, this is coming out of Ventura County, um, and this is Rincon Brewing Company, uh, and this is the Guactoberfest. Um, so interesting one. I was given this beer, told Guacamole that I had to do it for the podcast. Um, so it's a mix between. Uh, well, it's an Oktoberfest, so it's an amber, um, but it's uh, it's got. Uh, avocado seed burnt avocado seed added to the the beer and supposedly there's an avocado festival down in ventura that is absolutely huge um, it kind of goes around the same time as oktoberfest so they make this beer and it's one of their best beers it's guess what rincon is kind of known for is this guactoberfest beer so 7.2 percent took a first sip and you actually do taste that uh, avocado in there so it's a, it's a little interesting. It's uh it's going to be it, it's going to be a tough one to see how this beer goes as it warms up um kind of drinking through the whole process. So sounds interesting, dude. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean it looks like a regular old amber. So yeah, a little bit on the darker side though. Yeah. But it looks it sounds it's very interesting. Does there is there any like avocado flavor at all? Oh yeah. You definitely taste it. Oh, wow. definitely taste it. So interesting, man. Interesting. I got to see if I could find that one. Um, looks like Kansas City is going to win this game. Tennessee went three and out. Yep. And punted the ball away. We will get up to date on that. Obviously, this game is still finishing up. If you're watching live, if you're listening to the podcast in the morning, um, you probably already know the result of that game. Um, but we're going to be getting to it later. So first game we're going to talk about is uh, the Las Vegas Raiders versus the ja- Jacksonville Jaguars. The Raiders are just an absolute fucking dog shit team. Like, this is just a absolute disaster at this point. This is their third game where they've had a lead of 17 or more points, and they end up losing the game. They close this game as two-and-a-half-point favorites, end up losing outright 
20 to 27. They don't score a single fucking point in the second half. They end up losing 27 to 20. The total was 48. It goes under because the Raiders suck and the Raiders don't cover and they lose because they also suck. Uh, interesting point when they were up 17 nothing, they had an 88% chance of covering this game and they don't even win, let alone cover. All right. Yep. What the fuck is going on with the Raiders, dude? And is this. Is this a fixable issue in your Not guys' this opinion? <laughs> Not this year. Uh, Irv, you want to go? You want me to start it off? Uh, you can start it off, Ben. I, I know you're you're absolutely loving this right now because <laughs> this is just like this is golden for you as a uh, as a Broncos fan. But I mean, well, it's I, golden for a Niners fan too. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, I know they're not I, in the same conference or division, but they're definitely rivals. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's great. I mean, it, it's great to see. I mean, I do want to see Derek Carr be productive. He's, I mean, I, I don't think he's a hell of a quarterback, but I think he deserves a little bit more than what he's he's got right now. But he isn't playing up to those standards. He isn't uh, – I mean, at this point, I kind of want to see them lose just to see the, you know, the embarrassment just continue. I mean, over this last two games, you've got six quarters where you don't score. And as a professional team going up against the Jaguars and the Saints, Saints have a good defense. Jaguars have a mediocre defense. You should still be scoring in more than two of those eight, you know, uh, quarters here. Um, I just don't understand why you leave Devonte Adams because the success that they had in the first half with Devonte, nine catches for 146 yards, and then. Yes, there was some adjustment there. Yes, he's going up against Campbell, who's a, a good um, cornerback there. But, you know, to only have one catch for no yards in the second half when he had two touchdowns and was so successful in that first, you know, the first, what, three, four drives? Why are you turning away from him? I think the other thing, too, is, you know, the Raiders came into this game eighth in rushing DVOA, right? And they've been running the ball over everybody. It doesn't matter who. And they just, like, completely abandoned the run in this game. You know what I mean? And, like, when things were going rough with Devontae Adams, I mean, I can't even re- – I feel like every time they had the ball in the second half, it was, like, Derek Carr drop back to pass incomplete. Derek Carr drop back to pass incomplete. And they were, like, three and out like that every fucking drive, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? And, like, at some point you have to change what what you are schematically doing because, obviously, the Jaguars adjusted to what they were doing in the first half, right? And the Raiders did – zero adjustment to the Jaguars adjustment. They just went into the second half saying, okay, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's insanity, dude. But I mean, it's in the NFL, dude, blowing a three score lead is like very uncommon. You know, like we're talking about professional football players, right? Like, yes, it happens three times in a season. Dude, it's happened five times in the history of the Raiders organization. We're talking about an organization that dates back to the 1930s. Yeah. And it's happened three times this season, which tells you how bad it is. Yeah, and Jordan, to, to go into your point from earlier, second half drives, uh, five plays for a punt, nine plays for a punt, three plays for a punt, four plays for a turnover on downs, and four plays for a fumble. Dude, I mean, it doesn't get any worse than that, dude. And it's like... Eight, six. And the Raiders uh, are, are in their, they're in this difficult position, too, because you you hire Josh McDaniels and the GM together, right? So they're not going to fire Josh McDaniels, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and to be honest, it, 
yes, it is his fault, and it isn't his. Like, there's a lot of blame to go around here. You know what I mean? And I think it all starts with that win against Cleveland last year. Remember last year against Cleveland, if they lost that game, they're eliminated from the playoffs. Well, Cleveland happens to, uh, you know, their entire team gets COVID. They postpone the game two days. They end up playing it on Tuesday, and Cleveland's missing 70% of its starters on both offense and defense. The Raiders barely win that game, 16-14, to and that kind of put them on that trajectory to make the playoffs. It was a total fool's gold run to make the playoffs, and it gave Mark Davis the impression, well, you know, this is a team that's a couple pieces away of winning. No, dude, it's not. This is a team that has a lot of fucking flaws. And they didn't, and they honestly, they didn't go after and fix any of their flaws. The offensive line still fucking sucks. And their secondary stinks, dude. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was out there looking like fucking Peyton Manning, dude. He hasn't looked as good all year, bro. He was dotting those motherfuckers up all second half, bro. Yeah. The Raiders, dude, this team fucking sucks. Well, looking at the schedule, I can see them being a 4 and 13 team. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's having to get a big win next week against the Colts. Bro, you blow, Ben, you blow three 17-point leads. You deserve to lose every fucking game, dude. You have no sympathy I, I, from me. I mean, they can lose every game going forward. They've got the Colts, then the Broncos. The Seahawks were well, playing out of their They'll beat the mind. Broncos because they own the Broncos. The, uh, I know Irv don't want to hear that, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> but still. They can, they can own us all they want. The way that they're playing, I, I don't see that as a win. Um, the Chargers, I mean, I mean, even at this point, I think the Chargers can beat them. Uh, the Patriots, the Steelers, I, I mean, I don't think the Steelers are going to beat them on Christmas Eve, but they can. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know if they win two more. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to win that Colts and the Steelers game. Or what do you think? McDonald's, I'm loving it. Um <laughs> Uh, I, don't know. I, I can't even say I'm surprised. I didn't. I just. I didn't think they was gonna be this bad though. Yeah. Like honestly, I thought they was going like six or seven games, maybe eight. You know. But dude, this shit is terrible. Like Carr, like he starts off. You know, most Raider fans think he's a top ten QB and he can lead them to the playoffs and all this other shit. And then after that, it's like after the scripted plays or teams adjust, it's like he just folds. Like I get it that the offense should be good. I understand. I think Waller missed the what last two three games, so I know that has an impact on the offense. But when you're running the ball like they was running the ball, why the fuck would you go away from that? Yep. They didn't even like try to establish a run really either. And then game. I understand hitting the going to Devontae early and often. He's the best wide receiver in football. He's been frustrated with the offense, his production. So, of course, you want to force feed him some. But the way they was rolling in the, in the first half, if you add the run to that, they fucking blow Jacksonville off the field. Yep. But they fell in love with the pass. Jacksonville adjusted. They started making plays, and the Raiders just stopped. Like. It got to a point where I cut the damn game off. I started watching Troy or some of uh, Bro, I stopped watching it, too. I was like, all right, this game's over. I had Raiders minus two. I was, like, counting my money and shit. Like, okay, we good here. And then next thing I know, I'm getting updates, and it's, like, fucking 20 to 17. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on, bro? And I, like, turn the game back on. I'm like, dude, come on, bro. This is not happening again. Yeah, so is is I don't know, man, because like you said, they hired the GM, he hired his coach. 
McDaniels is a you know. No, they hired them together, similar to like John Lynch and uh, Shanahan. Everybody was telling me six-time Super Bowl champion. He learned his lesson from Denver and da 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 da. Well, this this is the thing. I think Josh McDaniels. I think he's a great offensive mind. Exactly. He's not a head coach. He's not a head coach. There's a lot of guys like that. If you for you to be a head coach, you have to be a CEO. You gotta manage all three phases of the game. Yep. And honestly, I think it's it takes away from a head coach to call plays. Like going forward, it's only a certain amount of head coaches as that special that could call plays and still be an effective head coach. You know, your Sean McVay's, your Andy Reid's, you know, guys like that. You got to be cut from a certain type of cloth. So I think most of these coaches need to stop putting too much burden on. Already running a whole damn NFL team, which isn't easy, and you want to be a master play caller and, and scheme defenses and offenses all day. Like you just need to sit back and be a CEO and manage your football team. I think that go that that hurts them as well. But honestly, they just I don't know. They can't go through a rebuild because they put too much, too many. They signed, they gave Carr an extension. They gave Adams big money. They gave Crosby. Chandler Jones washed ass a big contract, you know. And I got laughed at for saying that Randy Gregory was going to be a good signing for Denver. But um, that's neither here nor there. But I don't know what they can do, okay. they I think they, damn, they got no first-round picks because they traded the first-round pick for Tom Devontae. I don't know, man. I guess they got to hit free agency hard because they got to upgrade that secondary and they got to get better on that O-line. That's the two main needs. And it's um, hard to it, it's hard to upgrade your O line without draft picks. Without draft picks, because yep. you got to you got to that means you would have to overpay yep. for um, free agents, and you might and you might overpay the wrong guy, and your ass would be stuck with that big ass deal for four or five years. Yep. And another bad thing with them too is they gotta is they gonna is they gonna resign Jacobs because they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Dude, I think I think signing running backs is a little. Uh, I know it's it, 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 it definitely going to depend on the price, but having wouldn't you say he earned at like at least a two or three year deal? Sure, I but know. I mean they're paying Carr a lot of money, they're paying Devontae yeah, they're a lot of money, exactly. you know. They're and stuck. Mm-hmm. and on top of that, or if they need they need a deep threat, like they don't have that deep threat, and yeah, I think that takes away threat. from their offense yeah. too. Yeah, they deep threat went deep down uh, one of those streets in Vegas doing one fifty five, and we know where he's at <sighs> Fuck, now. Fuck, dude, um, shit, shit. Uh, uh, Let's so, go, y'all. I don't know, man. I love the Raiders in shambles. You know, their fans was all hyped this offseason. Some of yep. them said Super Bowl or bus. <laughs> well, they, they definitely bust, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's I, I hope they can see the light at the end of the tunnel because right now that shit is looking all bad. You got to pay Carr $40 million starting next year. Yep. I don't know. Good luck to him. I got right. my own backyard to worry about, but I'm loving this shit. Sorry, assholes. That's how I feel, dude. Like, the Cardinals <laughs> suck, too, but it's like, this is... Uh, if your team suck more than mine... Yeah, it's bad, dude. <laughs> Good luck to you. It's bad. And the Cardinals, I mean, I, th- I feel like the Cardinals have a lot of talent. It's just they have a fucking deficiency at head coach, dude. Yeah, y'all got to get rid of y'all whole coaching staff, man. It makes no sense. Y'all have all that talent on offense and defense, and y'all can't play oh, a full game at all a competent game plan a strategy is like y'all come out and after the first quarter is just backyard football it's 
literally just fucking trash, bro. I'm just chilling over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're uh, not. Your your team's just hurt, dude. Once they get healthy, yeah, yeah. You know, we know your team is damn near a Super Bowl. You know your team is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Once they're healthy. All right. Let's talk about uh, Devontae Adams' former team, um, the Green Bay Packers, Oof. who have now just lost uh, their fifth game in a row, dude, uh, to the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Uh, the Packers had four red zone opportunities. They went 0-4 in this game in, in the and red zone turnovers. with two yep. interceptions, too, from Mr. Rodgers. Uh, deja vu. Uh, the you Packers lost week one. Yep. The Packers closed this game minus four. Uh, the total was 49. So the, the Lions, obviously, they cover the four, went outright, and the total goes under. Um, just a heads up, the Chiefs-Titans game is going to overtime. Yeah, Chiefs-Titans going to overtime. That surprises me, yeah. Um, back to the Packers game real quick. Uh, so the Packers lose this game outright 15-9. to I mean, the Packers' offensive woes just absolutely continue, dude. And I, I just want to get your guys' thoughts on on what you think is, is the problem here in Green Bay. I'll go first. This game, they totally overthought, beat themselves. You're on the one-yard line twice. And you're running fucking play actions and drop backs. And, when you have A.J. Dillon. And you, you have, have A.J. Dillon, Dillon and Aaron Jones. And I think Aaron Jones has been averaging down there a touchdown or two a game. So why not get a ball to your best playmaker on the goal line three times in a row? Foot shit, four times in a row if you have to. And then after those mistakes, you could clearly tell Rodgers was pressing. After that, he threw two more terrible interceptions. We were staring down the wide receiver the whole way. And the defense it looked like they knew what was coming. Um, it's a mixture of Rodgers. It's, it's, a, it's a mixture of Rodgers not trusting his teammates, and on top of that, you can tell that they're starting to like you know give like you know that they like they're over Aaron Rodgers. Like it's Dude, always me, hey, me, 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 me. Lil he's Wayne even me, said uh, that he's. I over was just Aaron gonna Rodgers. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, even Lil Wayne said he's over. He's over Aaron Rodgers, and he called Aaron Rodgers the goat, but. You know, man, I think it was better for them just to move on and see what they have with Love and bring back and brought back Tay because Aaron Rodgers is clearly it's like he's checked out, man. It's not even like he, he just like he just like he don't even care no more. Yep. And I know deep down inside he does, but his play on the field is like he's like he's out there just fucking winging it. It's like the only receivers he trusts too. He trusts Tungan and he trusts Lazard. Other than that. It's just I'm a thought <laughs> I'm a thought whoever I'm a thought whoever I think is open and it clearly didn't work today. I think yeah. you're right about the players like uh how they're responding to Aaron Rodgers because I kind of feel mm-hmm. the same way about Tampa and Tom Brady. And the yeah. fact that like I feel like both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and like, you know, as I get older I kind of like start to understand this too, is like, you know, they're working with people two generations basically younger than them at this point, you know, and it's hard to connect with them on that kind of level because yeah, you know, guys will respect you for being who you are, right? They'll respect you for being Aaron Rodgers. They'll respect you for being Tom Brady. But at the end of the day, it's like you said, if it's all about me, 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 like Tom Brady, for example, like he's going off, uh, you know, the night before a game and going to fucking, uh, crafts wedding and stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I can't do that. What the fuck? Taking extra days off. Yeah. Like, I, I understand he is who he is, but he's still part of the team. Yeah, exactly. He take I think he's taking Monday, Tuesdays, and I think some even Wednesdays off some weeks too. He's in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, uh, Thursday, and then Friday is just a walkthrough Walk through. for him. He doesn't actually throw. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I totally – I think that is a legitimate 
thing with both of these teams, dude. And like speaking on the Packers, you know, like their offenses just look like totally disconnected all fucking yep. year, dude. And it started with that first game when Rodgers had Christian Watson wide open, throws in the ball, and Watson drops it. It would have been a TD. I feel like after that, he was just like, fuck it. Like, fuck this season, dude. It's, I'm it is what it is. I'm getting 50 million a year. Yep. Fuck it. I'm getting my <laughs> money, dude. Like, it don't even matter. So, and I, I think, you know, I, I think a, a part of that is LaFleur, too. Like, I don't think LaFleur was built to be a head coach. I think he was gifted a good team. And now that, like, the team isn't necessarily as talented as it was the past couple of years, now you're seeing his deficiencies as a head coach, right? And I think. Well, when does he get fired? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's a good question, Ben. I don't know, though. You know what I mean? Because they got the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Eagles. And right now, they're losing all three of those games. I don't think they'll fire him after this year. He probably won't get fired after this year because, remember, they just gave him and the GM Extension. extensions. And the GM hired him as his number one guy. So he'll probably get – he might see out the life of Aaron Rodgers' contract. And if they're not – probably the year after that or maybe two years if they're not competing or not good. Watch them trade Rodgers this offseason. Yeah, Seattle. Be, yeah, that could be a, that could be an option. I don't know if Seattle would trade for him, Ben, especially with how well Geno Smith is playing. I mean, it also depends on who takes who at the draft. Yeah, there's, yeah. A lot of, there's good QB prospects coming up. So Also, is Geno a free agent after this year? Yeah, but I guarantee Seattle will sign him. It depends on how much you want. Because if he's playing like this, he's going to want starter money, and he's probably going to want some security too. So I don't know what kind of quant- – what is con- – he'll probably get like a, a short-term, you know, $22 million deal similar to like Jimmy Jimmy G with like a – with but... incentive-based. But, you know, I, a team that I could see trading for Rodgers is, you know, a team that like – just loves to suck, and that's the Commanders. Yeah. Commanders, <laughs> yeah. Houston, Houston. No, not yeah. Houston because they believe in Davis Mills. Probably Indianapolis. Yeah, Commanders. they believe in Davis Mills until the end of the season. They go two and fifteen. Nah, but Rogers wouldn't accept that trade. Yeah, and also I don't think Davis Mills is that bad. It's yeah, it's he doesn't have a ton of talent around him, dude. Yeah. The only only talent he has is a damn running back. And yeah, and Cooks has still got some tire left in left in left in him, but. He yeah, he doesn't play. play for that organization yeah. no more. So, and the de- the defense isn't like terrible. Like they look good the first half. They just ran out of gas in the second half against. Yeah, the they Eagles. just need more depth. As the defense is not bad at all, and you know Stingley's good. Um, he looked great, and Petrie. Yeah, I like both of them. I actually like Stingley. Man, I don't know what's up with Sauce, but that dude gets away with more <laughs> more penalties than the law allow. But well, that's the top. That's the topic for later on. Ben, what's your thoughts on the Packers before we move on? I mean, just, uh, you know, to kind of push what Irv was saying earlier, I think uh, when you have A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield and Aaron Rodgers is your number one rushing player today, is a major, major problem. Um, you know, 20, 20 carries between the two. I mean, granted, they only averaged about three yards per carry um, between the two of them, but you have to you have to trust in AJ. You have to trust in Aaron Jones, and they weren't doing that at all today. Um, you don't trust in your wide receivers at all either. I, how can you expect this team to be successful, especially with two interceptions in the in the red zone there? So, defense I think played well. I mean, you know they they held Detroit to 137 yards in the air and 117 yards. 
you know, on the ground, which, you know, you, you probably hope that you have less rushing yards there. Um, Jamal Williams with 81 today was pretty good, but you know, they, they kept, they kept the offense, you know, down for the, the Detroit Lions, which is not hard, but um, interception, no sacks. You want more out of it, but it wasn't horrible. It was the offense that was just disastrous. That's been their issue all year. Their defense hasn't yeah. necessarily been like absolute dog shit, but their offense has been absolute dog shit. Yeah. Uh, um, Kansas City about to score a touchdown. Are they? Oh, I mean, they're on the they're, they're on, on the, the twenty two. Flag on the play. Uh, Peacock stream is a little bit behind. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to uh, another game, and this is the Bills for uh, that were at the New York Jets talking about Sauce Gardner, Irving, who I thought did actually a really good job today. He got burned hard yeah, on one play. Outside of those uh, PIs, he got away with. He did a damn good job. He gets away with a lot of PIs. I will agree with that. <laughs> um, but the Bills at the Jets. Bills close minus eleven. 11-point favorites, lane 11, and the total is uh, 46. It goes under, and the Jets win outright. I think they were like plus 550 or plus 470 around there. His outright dogs. Um, Josh Allen, another game. You know, he struggled the second half against the Packers. He continues to struggle in this game. Um, 18 of 34, 205 yards, two interceptions. He gets outplayed by Zach Wilson, the MILF hunter. 18 to 25, 154 yards, one touchdown. Robert Sala really, his defense really confused the Bills and Josh Allen all day. Is there cause for concern for this Bills team, who everybody basically consensus favorites to win the title? No. Oh, no. They were overlooking the Jets today. I I think a lot of the Jets' wins this year are going to be, which they're playing a hell of a lot better than we ever expected them to at the beginning of the season. I think we all knew that they were going to go over. I think it was, what, four and a half? Four and a half wins, yeah. But close to five and a half, though. They obviously things were more, you know, expected for higher of that, but they were just overlooking. I think the Vikings were what were on their mind um, coming up next week. And, you know, that's that's what they were thinking about today. Um, the Vikings shouldn't be on be your mind. The, the Vikings shouldn't be on your mind when you have a division opponent. Yeah, but it's the Jets. I don't think you think you, you have anything to worry about with the Jets. You can't look look ahead of, against division opponents because if but you we know they do, if you win your division, you're basically guaranteed to trip into the playoffs. And the Vikings, let's be completely honest, dude. Like that's a team. That is as fraudulent as fraudulent can be, dude. Like, I have no idea how they're seven and one. It literally makes no sense. Like, they get outscored, they, or they get uh, outgained in yardage, like every single game. And usually, that usually lead. Like, if you're losing yards per play, you usually lose the game. Uh, it must be their turn. Got to be their turnover margin, honestly. Who are we surprised are seven and one? The Vikings. Oh, Vikings. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're getting outgained down there every game. Then yeah. it's the turnover margin for sure. But even sometimes it's not even the turnover margin. Like against the Dolphins. Teams, or they're holding teams to field goals while they're scoring touchdowns. They're also playing with Green Bay, Chicago, and Detroit in their division, exactly. who are actual dog shit right now. <laughs> it's just uh, it's remarkable how the, the Vikings are definitely a team that I could see getting a bye and then losing the first playoff game. Plus, Same it'll be with- a. 
prime time. Same game. with the Eagles. Yeah, very very true. The <laughs> Vikings are gonna Tampa have, Bay. The Vikings are gonna like, have a prime. I like, I, I like the Eagles more than I like the Vikings. I agree because the Eagles defense is way better than the Vikings true. defense. Way better. But are we concerned about the Bills? No concerns. Nah, I have no concerns no. with the Bills. Zero. It's just a. Uh, you know. I mean, I think Josh Allen's two interceptions today wasn't great, but we know that he's going to be, you know, throwing those balls up, you know, a little, little more than he should be. Um, but, you know, with the two rushing touchdowns, I think that kind of covers things. He, he basically was even today. I think if the Chiefs would, I think it looks like the Chiefs are going to win and the Bills lost. I think this they wake up call could be just show some type of damn run game. If they show any resemblance of a run game, that just makes their passing game that much more deadlier. So, yeah. and even Josh Allen, I think he ran into today. Like, yeah. you know, just get the get the running backs involved, make the defenses think you're gonna run the ball, and your offense could be damn near unstoppable. And they only I mean, lost the game because they had two turnovers. But really, they're not their red zone efficiency is not good this season, dude. Mm-mm. It's what's no. killing them. That's why they lost the Dolphins game. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be honest, line. like they, the Dolphins game, they were missing like fucking seven starters on both offense and defense, right? But they still had a chance to win, but they couldn't convert in the red zone. Yeah. And then today, Josh Allen throws two picks in the red zone. Yeah. Uh, one, one in, in the, the red, red zone. zone. One in the red zone. Yeah. But that was a huge one. You know, and that, yeah. that basically cost them the game. They win the game if, if he doesn't throw that interception. I think you're, you said it right. They got to trust. I mean, just like. You know, Green Bay, you got to trust your running backs. Singletary, eight yard, or eight carries for 24 yards. Cook, four carries for 15 yards. McKenzie, one carry for nine yards. And I think they drafted Cooks in like the third or fourth round. Why yeah. the hell would you draft a running back that high and don't even? They don't even use him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even give him the ball. Yeah, I'm like, why would you draft him that high, which is pretty high. If you draft a running back within the first four rounds, you expect him to contribute to your team right away because running backs have a small shelf life, so you want to get them on the field as soon as possible. Yep. And they don't even try to get him the ball or use him at all. Nope. What happened to uh, Zach Moss? He's he's done. He's He lost his position to uh, Cook. So it's basically oh, okay. Singletary's their starter and then Cook, and then now they brought in Hines, so he's like their third down back. Yeah, and then yeah. McKenzie is like their running back slash slot receiver. Yeah. So, I mean, Zach Moss is basically done, dude. Yeah, he probably needs to start looking for a new home in this offseason. Yeah. He definitely didn't pan out. Like, Well, he also got injured, but he was never the same after that injury. Yeah, I think, but I think he got overused in college, and he just wore down in the NFL. Mm. Shout out to the Utah Utes. Yeah. Um, all right, one more game I want to talk about. Hopefully, by the time we finish this game, this fucking Sunday night game will be over. <laughs> but the Titans are at least going to get a chance to go down the field and maybe yeah. win, maybe tie. I don't, I don't know. Bud Kerr hit, just hit a twenty-eight yard field goal. Okay, so twenty to seventeen, dude. Why is Peacock behind? Watching, this is why I hate uh, these streaming services, bro. Like, why are they always behind? I'm on ESPN's live feed, so and maybe you should hit live, and maybe it'll fast forward. No, nah, it is, dude. It's like, oh, well, it's just lagging. Oh, it's just not. think about back in the day. Do you know when the finals wasn't on live TV and you had to watch it recorded? Well, <laughs> you know, back then I was like a te- little teeny weeny baby, dude. So. <laughs> Not that old dog. You shut the fuck up. All right, let's talk about this uh, Rams versus uh, Bucks game. So, 
you know, I was the lone wolf on Wednesday or Tuesday when we did the the pick show. I had the the Bucks to uh, cover. They pu- it was a push, but they still won the game outright. Man, it went under, which we all knew was going to happen. Um, what a what a phenomenal comeback by Tom Brady, dude. <laughs> I mean, bro, forty four seconds though, dude. He yeah. had to go down the field, and he does it. You know what I mean? And honestly, like, they probably would have won this game by, like, 14 points if his receivers didn't have seven drops. They had a lot of drops today, dude. They did not have oh, a man at all. And it was uh, – those were wide-open <laughs> balls, yeah, some too. Yeah, like, drops, dude. You're dropping these uh, – on, on both sides, too. I, I mean, I think we saw um, Van not Jefferson. Not as much as – yeah, Van Jefferson had one. No, nah, Van oh. Jefferson was on the ground when he caught it, or should have caught it, but – the Bucks had seven drops, dude. The Rams only had three. Seven. No. Yeah. The Rams only had three drops. I don't buy that at all. I hey, definitely saw more than three from the Rams. Look at it. And this crazy thing is that both of these teams still might make the playoffs. I think the Rams are going to have a tough time. Making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the Rams are gonna make the playoffs, dude. As dog shit as the NFC is, I I don't see it, bro. Because now the Seattle Seahawks are are probably it would take a miracle for the Seahawks not to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah. And then the Niners are gonna make the playoffs, right? So one of those teams is gonna win the division, the other one's gonna be the wild card. There's yep. two wild there's two or three wild card spots now. Three wild, three wild cards. cards. Yeah. But you got Atlanta at you, four and five. Uh, and then you got Green, but uh, you've got the Giants at six and two, and the Cowboys at six and two. Yeah, the NFC yeah. East might get the next two teams, dude. Yeah, that's true. And the West names do have it, but the Rams own the tiebreaker over the Falcons. So, yeah, but it, I mean, either both of those teams are probably on the outside looking in at this point. Because at this yeah. point, like, there's do, but it, do we expect the Giants to finish with a winning record? I mean, they're six and two, dude. Like, it would it take a miracle the for them. They would have to like lose hella games. For them no, it, to, depends. it depends on their schedule, honestly. Yeah, I'm pulling that up right now. Because it's like the Seahawks, dude. They're what, 7-3 and three? or 6-3? Six 6-3. and, three? Six and three. So the Giants have the Texans, the Lions, the Cowboys. <sighs> the two against the Commanders. Uh, the Eagles, the Vikings, the Colts, and the Eagles. Damn, Malik oh, Willis man. sucks, dog. One, two, three, four, probably five wins there. Damn, so it looks like they are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's crazy to me how the NFL this season is like, there's a there's like three or four really good teams, and then there's like a bunch of shit, and then there's like a ton shit. of fucking dog shit. What happened? Willis just sacked for 12 yards. This yeah. Game's over. Nah, just Third and 21. Right yeah, I just saw it right now. Damn. He tried to escape as best as he could, but that offensive line doing him no fucking favors, bro. Yeah, they got a lot of injuries. And uh like the Chiefs only have Frank Clark, dude. Damn. Oh, he just got he's gonna get sacked again. Oh he oh, yep, oh five oh, yards. Another sack. Yeah. Ball game. Fourth and twenty six. Sheesh. What could go wrong here? It. What could yeah. go wrong here? Got some Eagles magic in them. Where's Freddie Mitchell when you need him? Yeah. Shit. Uh, but what I wanted to ask is, um, a are the Bucks back? Do does this give them some kind of juice going forward? And they have the Seahawks no. next week in Germany. 
Yeah, they could be giving game. some. It could give them some juice going forward in the, inside their division. But outside their division, they gonna. I don't. I don't see them winning too many games because, man, as bad as the receivers, the bad as the offense played today, if the Rams were any type of functional offense, they would have easily won. Yep. Because that defense is dog shit. Yep. I agree. I agree. You got Seahawks, Browns, Saints. I think they get one win out of that. Um, then you got Niners, Bengal card, maybe one went out of that. When did they play and the Browns, Ben? What week? Uh, because remember, Deshaun Watson after Deshaun Watson, oh, Deshaun Watson's back yet. Yeah, they get after a bye, too. So 11 yeah, they 27, they're getting their asses creamed when they play the Browns, yeah, because Watson gonna be trying to get it back in blood. So they probably get the Saints a W there from the Saints, maybe, maybe a W from the cards. Because Winston might not be starting. They're not gifted three interceptions. So, yeah. And then a win with the Panthers. Maybe a win with the Falcons. Chiefs win 2017. Yeah. Incomplete pass to end the game. Under hits. Uh, Titans plus 14 hits. Are we concerned about the Chiefs, fellas? Nah, because no. we know what they need to do. Run the We ball. know what they can do. We know what they're capable of, and we know what makes they can make that offense a lot more deadlier than what it is. They I make, like. I'll say run the ball fifteen to twenty times a game. That's all the Chiefs have to do. Yeah, I like the addition of uh, Tony on that. Tony, that yeah, team Tony's going to be a real nice addition. Yeah. Why is Felipe trying to talk shit, dog? Felipe always talks shit. What is he talking shit about? He he said, Jordan, your team's cheeks. I said, yeah, we're cheeks and we beat y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love I don't it. even know Felipe, but I know he uh, he talks a lot of shit. So. He, but he, the funny thing is, is like he'll talk shit about his team, dude, like till the end of the day, like till the death of him. And then he'll be like, they'll start talking shit about your team. It's like, bro, you literally just got done talking all this shit about your squad, about how yeah. they need to cut everybody but two guys. <laughs> it's all good. I love Felipe, man. He's a good guy. He's hella funny. Um, All right. Let's take a break. And then we'll hop right back in here in a minute. And we'll uh, we'll preview Monday Night Football Saints versus Ravens, and then we will uh, and then we'll talk about uh, the World Series and some MLB futures odds for twenty twenty three. Sound good? We, go. we good? All right, listen. We'll take a a quick break. Stay Sounds locked good. with us. We'll be right back.
All right, all right, we back. Thank you for staying locked with us. Sorry, I had to use the uh, best best music, so I forgot to load the other one. That's okay though. Uh, we back. Time to talk some second some beer. beers and then some Monday Night Football. There we go. We're going to get into our second beer of the night. Uh, we both said we had a special one, so I'm and, really looking forward to this one. And Irvin's you ready to go? You want me to? Armor. Go first, Ben. Go first. All right. So I'm going from a uh, brewery that we all know um, and has kind of uh, pushed in some of our top numbers here. Um, it is a California beer, not a New York beer. Um, so it is a Russian River Brewing Company. Um, this is Row 2 Hill 56. Um, oh, this is going to be shit. a pale ale coming out of um, out of Sonoma County, out of uh, what are they at San Ramon uh, for yep. Russian River here. Um, so they are coming in at a 5.4%. So it's a it's a really easy, nice, light to drink beer. I'm just smelling it, Irv. I can tell that you would not like this beer because of the hop, hop profile of it. <laughs> um, but it is a uh, it's a story of Simcoe hops. Um, it uh, kind of shows kind of what you see on the cover of Row 2 Hill 56, which is where the original Simcoe hops uh, were first harvested from. Um, so it kind of goes back to uh what is it yakima washington uh to Ooh. kind of the original simcoe hops and this is their kind of homage there's like to, literally nothing in yakima washington by the way except for uh hop farms so i guess i guess that's i mean it's literally I'll all farm it. country out there yeah i'll take it nice dude i have uh, so this is a a beer from weathered soul Weathered Souls Brewing out of San Antonio, Texas. Um, this is my first beer from them. I've heard a lot of good things from this brewing company. Um, and so when this one came across, I literally had to get it. And it's also a beer that's like rated very highly on like all the uh, the beer rating websites, right? What's that one called? Tapped? Um, this is La Mangonada. It's a malt beverage specialty, so obviously it's based off of a lot like a manganata. It's a mangoes, chili, lime, salt, and chamoy. Ben, remember, remember, like a I think it was like a year or two ago when we started the show. I was like, you know, what would be a hell of a good beer is a fucking michelada type beer, like a fucking oh, yeah. get some chamoy up in there, some mango and shit. No, oh, they've had a couple of those, and a michelada is literally tomato beer juice and. and- but I, yeah. I meant like a uh, like a mango nada, like literally like yeah, fruit, mango too, chamoy, yeah. tahine, salt. Like this is my shit right here. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, you know the smell of it, like the look of it, definitely looks like a fucking cup of mangoes though. Like oh, damn. shoes. It literally just smells like fucking mangoes. So we'll see how we'll see how this one is. I'm looking forward to it though. Um. Yeah, man. We'll see how it tastes, dude. I'm, I, yeah. I've been waiting for this one, dude. This has been sitting in my fridge for like two weeks. Which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing, but it's been sitting in there. Anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, Monday Night Football Preview. Picks, handicap, all that good stuff. So we got the, the Saints at, or I'm sorry, the Ravens at the Saints. Uh, the Ravens currently minus one and a half, so laying one and a half points on the road. This game opened at two. It's been bet down. 
Um, interesting, I spent bet down because the majority of, of the tickets are on Baltimore, which means a lot of the money is coming in on, on the Saints here. Um, what's your thoughts on this game, Ben? Because I'm going to start with you because you actually picked this as one of your top five bets. You picked the Ravens minus two, and it's been bet down to one and a half. So what's what's your thoughts yeah. here? I mean, I'm just, uh, I, I just don't see how the Saints are going to stop Lamar um, because of his – you know, yes, he hasn't been incredible throwing the ball, but he does have more options this year than he has previous years, and he's been able to show that he can move the ball downfield. Um, so, yes, New Orleans does have a good D, but I just don't think their offense is going to be enough to really cover this, and Lamar is going to be able to run all over him uh, because he's got that option. Um, Andy Dalton is not the answer. Alvin Kamara has been playing like shit this year. Olave has been nice, but I, I mean, he's not a true number one yet. So it's just this, this offense for new Orleans is not good enough to even come close to, you know, what I think Baltimore can do. I know they're pushing the ball. They're getting a lot of yards, but they just can't score the points. Irv? Yeah, I mostly agree with Ben. Um, the Ravens won't have Mark Andrews. I think, did Bateman go down for the rest of the year with that foot injury? Yep. Or they... Yeah, so. <laughs> Somehow, oh some way. Dude, already fucking yawning, dude. Yeah, we had, <laughs> Somehow... to get, had to get one in the, in the podcast. Somehow, some way, the Ravens going to find a way to pull it off. Because like Ben said, like, is Alvin Kamara going to score three touchdowns again? Because that's the only way I see the Ravens, I mean, the Saints winning this game. So Kamara only has one touchdown on the year. Oh, you know, didn't he just score oh, three? He just had three last game. Yeah. Uh, sorry, rushing touchdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I see it could be a defensive struggle, but I think Lamar is going to make enough plays with his arm and his leg that – the Ravens win a close one on the road. I think they win by a field goal. Maybe a field goal or, or a touchdown. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, fading home teams in primetime games, never really a good idea uh, when they're underdogs. Um, with that being said, I'm going to take the Saints here. I just think that not having Mark Andrews and not having Rashad Bateman, I think is going to be an issue for Lamar because those are like, especially Mark Andrews, that's his number one target, right? And I know the Saints are going to have Marshawn Lattimore. They haven't had Marshawn Lattimore basically all year. Um, they're getting Williams back. Um, aside from that, basically everybody is is coming back. Um, Roby obviously out indefinitely. He's their nickel cornerback, but I don't know, man. I think Isn't Bateman their number four. No, nah, he's their number one wide receiver. No, Duvernay is their number one wide receiver. No, nah, Bateman's their number one wide nah, receiver. No, not Bateman's healthy. <clears throat> Bateman's definitely their number one wide receiver. Um, honestly, if I were to play anything in this game, it would probably be the over, in my opinion. Because I think both these teams are, are going to be able to score the the – the Ravens secondary hasn't been all that great all season, right? And yeah, they were able to beat the the Bucks and and kind of handle them and hold them down. Uh, that game did go over though, if we if you recall. 
Yeah. And uh, the Saints' defense, obvious, also a lot better. Um, I, honestly, I don't really like anything from this game. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you, dude. I'm probably not going to bet this game. I'm probably sitting this one out. Uh, but if I were to play something, I'd probably play the over, which is at uh, the totals at forty seven right now. Ooh, that's kind of high, dude. It is kind of high. I'd, I'd, I'd <sighs> probably play the under, this. dude. To be honest, yeah, I might play this live. Uh, yeah, definitely no pre flop bet for me here. I'm not taking the Saints plus one and a half. I'm not taking the Ravens. I don't. I don't like playing road favorites in prime time at all. Um, so this is like a no play for me, to be honest. I just think like the Saints defense has hasn't been good because they've been they haven't been healthy, right? And last week they played a good rushing defense or I mean a good rushing offense in the Raiders. The Raiders came into last week number 1 DVOA in rushing and the Saints absolutely shut them the fuck down, right? And obviously that's what the Ravens want to do. Except the Ravens rushing attack is a little bit more dynamic because of the fact they have Lamar Jackson. So you got to throw out stats in that kind of in that kind of uh, in that kind of regard, right? You can't really say like, okay, well, the Saints shut down the Raiders' rushing attack because the Raiders' rushing attack is totally different than the Ravens' rough, rushing attack. The Raiders' rushing attack is flawed. It's so. not though. They've been running the ball against everybody, dude. They really have, except the Saints and the and then this week against the Jaguars, they didn't even really try to run the ball all that yeah. much. So you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from this game, which honestly might be the best bet I make all week because I'm not going to force a bet at all. I may have a play on this. Follow me on Twitter. I'm going to let the market work itself out. If this line somehow trickles up to like two and a half or three and I can like get three points for the Saints, I'll take it. If this line trickles down to like one or a pick them, I'd probably take the Ravens. <coughs> So there's, I don't know, dude. This is a, this is a tough game, bro. This is tough. I wish we could get player props for this game a little early. Yeah, there's, there's definitely no props. I probably look at like, um, I probably look at Isaiah likely props with Mark Andrews being out, likely mm-hmm. over yards, over receptions, anytime touchdown score, maybe even first TD score. Because you know Lamar Jackson likes to throw it over the middle of the field to his tight ends because it's usually open off the RPOs. Um, that'll probably be my best play. Maybe an Olave anytime touchdown score. Yeah, I don't. There's just so much unknown in this game, dude. Because there's so many injuries for both teams, dude. I mean, if you look at this injury report, it's like a fucking laundry list. <laughs> It's, dude, it's insane. They Both these teams got like a million guys that are out or questionable or probable or doubtful. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't force a play here is my, is, is my honest opinion. If you put a gun to my head, I'd... This game. What's that? I got a good best bet for this game, so... Ooh, all right. We'll, we'll save that till the end of the show. If you put a gun to my head, though, I'm going to take the Saints. We know you're taking the Ravens, Ben. You already picked them. I am, yeah. Not my best bet. Ben loves those square plays. Mm. They hit like crazy today, though. Thank you. All right. Let's talk some baseball, fellas. 
Um, so the Astros win the World Series. Shout out to Dusty Baker finally getting it done. Very happy for Dusty Baker to win the win the World Series. Um, you know when the when the they got no hit, the Phillies got no hit in game in game four. I knew this game was over. I even told you I was like, man, this shit's a wrap. We were like, oh, we could still hold out hope. When we held out hope, but you know, the Phillies went on to bat point ninety eight or point sixty three the rest of the series. So I feel like the magic was kind of done at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's that's baseball, you know. I mean, like the Astros were definitely the better team coming into this series by far, right? They were the yeah. best team in this in the playoffs. They were the best team all season, in my opinion. Even though the Dodgers had the most wins, you know, the Astros were definitely the better team in my opinion. And the Astros win the World Series. What's your guys' thoughts on the world on on this season in the World Series? It was an entertaining season. Uh, a lot of up and down, you know, a lot of uh good offense, good pitching. It, it kind of evened out at the end cuz in the beginning the pitching was way behind. I mean, the hitting was way behind the pitching, so it all evened out. I think it was a it was a very entertaining season. I I'm pretty sure attendance was up. Uh you know, you're going to have a good free agent class now that uh, the season's over. So, it's going to, you know, even out the playing field or make the playing field that much, you know, uh, spread it about a little more. Because the teams at the top, the only thing that's separating them is pretty much his health and pitching right now. It's pretty sure all of them could hit. So, I enjoyed this season. I wish my fucking Dodgers would have won the World Series. But, hey, it's always next year. They're still not going to win the World Series next year either. I mean, we'll see. The series, uh, anything is possible. But There's more than 60 games they're not going to win. Oh, shit. Ben's talking shit. Um, That's fine. When Aaron, <laughs> Judge, when Aaron Judge is a Dodger, we'll see how much shit. Aaron Judge is not going to be a Dodger either. So <laughs> okay. Just I don't care what it. your sources are. Let's throw, let's throw some friend, well, no friendly way. wager on this. When Aaron Judge is a Dodger. <laughs> I'll have the last laugh. Aaron Judge is not going to be a Dodger. If Aaron Judge is a Dodger, I will buy you a Aaron Judge Dodger jersey. If Aaron Judge is a Giant, you have to buy me a Aaron Judge Giant jersey. That's where I would be. Done. All right. Deal the jersey bet. The jersey bet. I don't know. I didn't get a jersey out of the last bet that I uh, I made. Y'all should, so. should side try to side Trey Turner. Oh no! Actually, I did get a jersey out of the last jersey bet I made. It was the one before Jordan. Jordan actually felt followed through. Raider Eddie did not follow through on his jersey bet. So Raider Eddie did not follow no. through on his jersey bet. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> my like I'm sorry as Raiders can't follow through. Yeah, I got my Steph Curry. Well, that's what it was. Was the Raiders uh, over ten wins last year, and they did not get ten wins last year. So, oh, wasn't it a push to... last year? Didn't they win no. ten wins? Oh, they were uh-huh. under. No, it, it came down to the last game and it, they lost, so it was uh, nine. Wins, no, they so. won. They beat the Chargers. Yeah, I think they went. No, but it was regular season. season. Yeah, that was the regular season. No. I think they uh-huh. pushed the. I think they pushed. No, it was a win. It was definitely a win. Anyways, <laughs> Ben, what's, maybe what then, was your... maybe then it was ten and a half. I don't know. What but... was your thoughts on on the World Series and in, in this season, this MLS? Um, season? I. I Guarantee we won't see Philly in the the World Series again next year. Um, I agree with I, that. There's there's way too many flaws with this team. It was definitely a, ser- a, a Cinderella story. Um, 
you know, for them to get here. And they did a hell of a good job getting there. Um, but this, the, the World Series was kind of an embarrassment there. Um, starting pitching, they need help with batting. They need help with, um, I mean, you got to have your your big guns come out and and hit in playoffs. And, and in the playoffs, they were okay going up to the World Series. But you look at Castellanos, uh, batting 125, uh, Rice Hoskins, 120. Uh, I mean, Brandon Marsh, okay at 230 bad, there. Um, JT Real Muto, 167. Uh, Segura, 143. Um, where's uh, Harper, 200, you know, in the World Series there. And these, this is the time that you need to step up, and they didn't step up offensively. And I know Astros pitching is really good. But you have to find a way to get on base, and they didn't do that. Um, you know, what was it? Only 22 walks in those five games, too. They, you, you gotta, you, you gotta get on base, and that's the only way that you can get in. Or sorry, six games only, 22 walks. It, you just you have to find a way, and they just didn't do it. And offensively, I don't think this team has enough. Well, offensively, I, I feel like they're offensively. I feel like they're better than the Astros. I feel like they have the better lineup, right? Like if you no. if you no, nah, if you look at the if you look at the teams, Bryce Harper is the best player on both teams, right? Second best player is probably Jordan Alvarez. Third best yeah. player is probably Schwarber, hitter. Hey, they didn't they they didn't show up. They didn't show up in that game, but I mean, like you know, the Astros got their the World Series MVP was Maybe Jeremy. You could Pena. put Bregman there. I think you could put, you know, um, uh, 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 oh my God, why can't I think of it? Uh, Guriel. I know he didn't play the final game, but nah, Guriel, he's dude. He was dog shit all season, and he was like their best hitter throughout the postseason. I mean, he bat two forty two during the season. Not great, but still, that's trash. And and uh, Jeremy Pena, I mean, the second half of the year, the guy was absolute dog shit. I mean, like he had like a seventy two WRC, WRC plus at one point in the season, which is like way yeah. below league average. And yeah. he was like their best hitter in the postseason or in the yeah. World Series. I mean, it's just yeah. that's just what you need. You need guys to step up in the big moment. The Phillies, yeah. unfortunately, they didn't have that. And I feel like the no hitter. Like it literally just deflated them as a team yeah. because they had so much momentum. They hit the five home runs in game three, and then in the game four they get no hit. And it was just like after that it was they knew like okay we don't really have the starting pitching in the pitching depth to compete with the Astros. Like and I feel like the the Phillies offense put way too much pressure on themselves to to do everything. Um, when you think after game three they would be coming out being like, okay, we can do this. We came back from a huge hole in game one. We yeah. come back and, and destroy them in game three after taking the game two loss. So I'm saying the no hitter just deflated them because they did have all, I, I'm not a big believer in momentum, but they did have like, they had the momentum dude. Like yeah. they dominated game three, you know, they win game four and then they, they probably win the series. You know what I mean? Yeah. But game after that they struggled hitting the ball i mean they hit they, they just couldn't hit you know you got I mean? alvarado throwing a 10.8 era you've got 
Aaron Nola, 8.64. Syndergaard, 6. Wheeler, 5.23. Like you, I mean, I know Alvarado isn't their starting pitcher, but you can't have that from your starters. Yeah, and there was a lot of questionable de- decisions from uh, Rob Thompson, too. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that he let Aaron Nola walk the bases loaded, no outs in, in game four before pulling him, right? Yeah, that was horrible. And then in game six, he pulls that, he pulls Wheeler, who only has 72 pitches, and he was pitching a gem. Dylan. <laughs> pulls him. The same inning he pulled him, three-run bomb. Three-run home yeah. run, dude. Alvarado left a hanger up there, two-seamer right over the middle of the plate. And fucking yeah, Jordan Alvarez hit that motherfucker to the moon. Yeah. Destroyed that shit. Probably and that's really all Jordan did. Yeah. The yeah, series. Two home runs that ain't landed yet. Him and Alvin Kuhlhoses. Yeah. Off Brad Lidge. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the Phillies had a good run, dude, but I, I agree. Like, I don't think they're going to get back to the World Series at all. Hmm. Um, there's some World Series 2023 odds up. Um, all the, right. The, yeah, and this is... And, and this is a thing about this market right now. This is a good time to invest in futures because the, it is before uh, free agency. Hmm. So if you feel strongly about a team pre-free agent, now is the time to jump in. For example, the Dodgers are plus 500, and they only have three guys in their contract for next year. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like. I would not play the Dodgers plus 500. That's just a stupid bet because you don't even know who's going to get there. However, I've played two teams already in this futures market. The first one being the Cleveland Guardians, plus 4,000. I think that's great odds there. Beautiful odds. Great odds. I don't understand why they're 17th on the list. And they have they basically have their roster set for next year, and it's a yep. roster that should have easily, probably should have beat the Yankees if there wasn't a rain delay, and they're yeah. playing in the ALCS. Bullpen is lights out. Starting pitching only getting better. And their guys are so young. Like this was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and now they're getting now they're gonna be up. And I'm mm. not saying the Cleveland Guardians are gonna win the World Series by any stretch. I'm saying that plus four thousand. That's great odds, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? As beautiful odds. Because that's only gonna go down. I guarantee you by spring training, that's at like plus twenty two hundred. Yeah. Wait, so that's what, four hundred to what, forty to one? Forty to one to win the yeah. World Series. Um, and I also took the Orioles forty to one to win the World Series. Same thing. The Orioles have already come out and they've said they're going to spend money this offseason. Really, their only deficiencies are in their middle infield, which is the best part of the free agency this year because yeah. you have Carlos Correa, Trey Turner. Um, who else is a free agent in that? Is it Marcus Simeon? Nah, he's he's locked uh, up. He's, he's slowed up. Uh, Xander. Trey Xander Turner. Bogarts, Trey Turner. Bogarts, um, Carlos Correa. Correa. Um, There's a... Oh, Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson. There's a couple good second basemen that's going to be uh, free agents, too. But those are the top four guys. Yeah. And the Orioles and then, have a fucking gazillion dollars to spend this offseason. So yeah, Nolan Arenado, we thought he was going to opt out, but he actually opted in. Yeah, he opted in. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think the Orioles would have uh, spent money on him. But I, I think the Orioles are going to be players in the free agent market. Um, and they need, like, a starter. But they're getting John Means back next year from Tommy John surgery, right? Tyler Wells was dominant when he was healthy this season. Um, they have Grayson Rodriguez coming up, DL Hall coming up, and their bullpen, their top three high leverage guys, Perez, Dylan Tate, and Felix Bautista. Felix Bautista might be the best closer in all of baseball, and no one even knows who he is, right? So I like this team going forward, and I think, th- and 
I I don't think Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee next year. So I think the Yankees are going to be worse next year. Yeah. And I think the Red Sox are going to be worse next year. I think the only team they're going to have to compete with in that division is the Rays and the Blue Jays. Yeah. So a plus 4,000, I think that's great odds. money to, to play around with. Yeah, they, don't so. have nothing. They, they really don't yeah. have much. Like, their team is set, too. Like, yeah. they are who they are. And I think they're flawed. Yeah. And I think I, I, I like that Baltimore Orioles. I think uh, that plus 4,000, that's a great, great bet to take. Um it's not happening. Uh, it's fucking it's guy, dude. It's not happening. Um, I'm gonna if if that even happens, I'm gonna have to like Venmo Cash App Jordan the money to buy that that jersey because I will never be able to buy a actual Dodgers jersey. Another ninety nine <laughs> in L A. You remember um, ninety nine in L A. Right? Yeah, he was good he for like half a season. Yeah, it don't matter. He got a statue. That's all that matters. Um. But I, I think on that same point with that that plus four thousand, it's not as good of odds. But I think the Seattle Mariners are there too. I think Seattle is uh, is one of those teams that you can also put in the AL that were a year or two ahead of when they should have been competing. I think Seattle has money to put forward to really boost up those young guys to get them some veteran support like they need, and you know have those options in a really depleted AL West. I mean. It, I don't think the A's are going to be there next year. I don't think the uh, Texans are Texans. Um, the Rangers are going to be there. Uh, I don't think the Angels are going to be a, a competitor next year. Even though the Angels have the Rangers you know, will spend money though, man. The, the Rangers, Rangers always spend well, the money. Angels about to go through a sale. Yeah, the, the Angels might be wrapped, but the and yeah. the the Angels might end up trading Otani this offseason. Yeah, either Otani or Trout is getting traded for sure. They're not keeping ownership is not going to keep both those contracts. Yep. And I know Bochi just signed with uh, with Texas, but I don't know if things are going to actually happen for Texas this first year. Um, so I think this is a good year to take another AL West team. I mean, I, I still think Houston is going to be one of those those teams that, that are going to be there in the end. Um, but I, I think at plus 1,900, I think you can look at Seattle. Yeah, my only thing with Seattle, um, and I don't think plus 1,900 is good enough odds for me. And, you know, you said you said the, the Mariners might have a lot of money to spend. I don't know that they're going to have a lot of money to spend, only for the simple fact that, like, they paid Robbie Ray a lot of money. And then you got guys like Ty France that are coming up for a contract. You got that bullpen like Munoz, Seawald that oh, are coming true. up for a contract. You just paid uh, JP, um, what's his name? Crawford. JP Crawford. And, uh, you know, then you got Julio Rodriguez, who you just gave an extension to as well. And then you yeah, got. Yeah, but that doesn't go into play for another year or two. No, his, his, it kicks in this year. Does not. Yeah, it does. It does kick in this year. Go to spot track. That's all I got to say. <laughs> but I, I don't know how much the Mariners are honestly going to be willing to spend. I think, and I think the, I think the Rangers are going to be better than, they're going to be better than they were this year, dude. That's for sure. I, I actually, I really like the, the okay, Rangers it, lineup. Seattle's it kicks in, but it's a base salary of four million, signing bonus of fifteen point three. Yeah, but I mean, how much are the Mariners really gonna? How much are? How much more are they willing to spend, dude? Do we see Degrom leaving the Mets? 
He could, you know, but I don't know how much a team is going to be willing to pay him. I mean, he's 34, yeah. 35 years old, and, mm-hmm. you know, he he didn't look that good, to be honest. Like, yeah, I know people don't want to hear that, but he was good, like, his first month he was back, and then it just, like, went downhill after that. So I feel you. And he's always hurt, dude. So if it's an incentive-based contract, I guess, sure, you know. Um, does Edwin Diaz re-signing with the Mets have anything to do with with your guys' thoughts on the Mets? The Mets right now currently uh, to win the World Series next year. They have the six best odds plus 1,100. No. Mm. They had a lot of issues this year that I think they need to bring in players to to deal with. And they already have such a high payroll, dude. And they have <laughs> such a high salary, yeah. Yeah, the Mets not winning the World Series. We packed their ass up. They lost to the Padres without Fernando Tatis. The Padres are going to be good next year. but they're... Yeah, that was that was going to be my next question for you guys is what do you think the Padres are going to do at plus 1,400? Um, if they can stay healthy and if Tatis don't get his shit together, man, they, don't, they could trade his ass, honestly. Honestly, I was going to say, like, I don't think he has value right now. No, nah, he, he definitely has value. Somebody, he definitely has some but, value. Yeah, he has, he has value. some value, but it's I don't think it's the not, value that San Diego yeah. wants. Yeah, it's not going to be top tier value, but it's going. He has some value. He'll get him a good haul. If you but could get a back, legit starter for him, yeah, would you do it? If he comes back and he messes no. with that chemistry even a little bit that they done, that they building, don't be surprised if his ass gets shipped out of town. I want to see him in the outfield. I can't believe I'm saying this as an NL West fan. I want to see him in the outfield with Soto and Kim playing shortstop. They're gonna to have to, dude. Kim's a much yeah. better defensive shortstop than he is. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're, yeah, they're not keeping him in. The, in the, uh... They already have the third highest payroll for next year, though. And I mean, we haven't even started free agency. You gotta get a new another starting pitcher. You, yeah, they they well honestly, I don't think starting pitching was like a weakness of theirs, but you know, Darvish is going to be a year older. And is Hater coming back? He's a free yeah, he agent. Got, free he agent. got one more year. I think he got one more year with him. Uh, let me see. Hold on, he might be on uh, arbitration. Yeah, it is arbitration, but I think he got one more year with him. Yeah, but he's on arb, dude. He he might get like fucking ten mil, dude. He might get no. Nah, he might get more than that. You see what what's the name just got? Nah, he ain't getting more than that. Not after this season. Nah, probably not. But He's probably gonna get like, what's name a hundred and some million. So yeah, but but he has an opt out after one year, dude. Who uh, Mar- uh Diaz? Yeah, that was, I don't think he gonna opt out. But okay. Well, not imagine this, dude. If if I'm the Mets, dude, I'm praying he has like a fucking better year than this year, which is probably like not gonna happen. And then he opts out, and then we don't have to pay him the rest of the contract because paying a fucking reliever that kind of money is insane, dude. Yeah, it is absolutely insane. I remember when the Dodgers gave Gagne that big ass contract, and look what happened to you, dude. Already. I feel like every big, I feel like every reliever that gets a big contract, they never live up to it unless their name is Mariano Rivera. Um, Jansen was living up to it for a while, but then it just went all bad. Went downhill fast. Um, all right, let's get some best bets uh, before we get out of here for tomorrow. Y'all got some best bets? I got I got a couple best Aaron bets. Judge to the Dodgers, best bets. Let's go, y'all. <laughs> Man, if you want to shut the fuck up. Ben, what best bets do you got for tomorrow? All right, so I am going to go. We're, we're going to go football here. Um, right. And we're going to be talking about tomorrow's game. 
Um, sorry, let me pull this up really quick. Uh, and we are going to be looking at Baltimore Ravens winning the coin toss for plus 110 odds here. Um, so we're going to be looking at plus 110 odds. Great odds for this. It should be a 50-50 here. Um, but we are looking at the home team does not win coin toss here. So we are going to say Baltimore Ravens win the coin toss and defer. Oh, my God. All right. I got two best bets for y'all tomorrow. We're going college hoops. First day back. Uh, we're going to go Memphis and Vanderbilt under 140 and a half. Uh, Memphis, you know, with uh, the way that Penny liked to play last year, he really liked to uh, play a defensive style, like the whole teams under. Um, and they, they were one of the top defensive teams in the, in the second half of last year. So I think they're going to continue that um, in, in Vanderbilt. Not a great team, so give me the under 140 and a half there. And then we're going to go Weber State versus Washington under 143 and a half. Mike Hopkins, coach of Washington, he comes from um, Syracuse and uh, Jim Boheim. So he plays a cover, uh, not cover two. Uh, he plays a zone, two, a 2 3 zone. I got so much fucking football in my head right now. Um, but I, I love the under 143 and a half there. Weber State, not a great team. Um, they're also not a high scoring team. They're one of the worst offensives. They were one of the worst offenses in the country last year. And Washington, not great offensively either. They're very, they have their deficiencies. So I like the under. I think it's going to be early in the season. A lot of these teams are going to be trying to build chemistry. So give me under 140 and a half Memphis Vandy, under 143 and a half Weber State and Washington. And a bonus pick. Give me the Pacific Tigers plus 17 and a half against Ben Stanford Cardinal, baby. Let's go. My best bet is Ravens money line. Irving likes to lose money, I guess. I'm just joking. All right. I'll give you a hockey pick here. We'll go. uh, We will go uh, Edmonton Oilers minus one and a half here. I think we're going to get an empty net goal. On the Washington Capitals, um, Capitals just have way too many injuries here. They've been um, struggling. And uh, we're going to go minus one and a half, which is looking at – oh, I just lost the, the bet here. Uh, How about those Kraken, like though? Plus 140. What's that? How about the Kraken, though? They're playing good, good hockey. For now. For now. For now. Damn, Stanford got the ass whooped by Washington State. Now I just thought about it. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, San Jose Sharks, number one pick overall. Let's go. Hopefully, Bedard. All right. So before we go into the final here, we're gonna we're gonna oh, turn yeah, back yeah, into yeah, and yeah, check with bad, our beers. Um, I know Jordan Jordan was just gonna doing our closing uh, song there, but uh, we got to talk about these beers because we both had some special ones. Really quick, we'll go through it. Uh, Jordan, give me a ranking out of five for both your two. Um. Sorry, I just uh, take maples real quick. Uh, El Segundo IPA, excellent IPA. Um, if you like IPAs, this is a great IPA to drink. I'm going to go 475 out of 5 here, Ben. There we go. thought it was really good. It was delicious, earthy, tasty, just everything you want from an IPA, dude. Uh, the La Mango Nada, this one's kind of weird, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. It tastes good. But it's like not a lot mango. It's not like a mango nada at all. Like I don't get the. Uh, I definitely get some chamoy in it. I definitely get mango, but it's really fucking salty, dude. Okay. Like very salty, very 
what's the word they they attribute to salt saltiness? Uh, it's just salty. Salty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just salty. salty. All right. So uh, I was on Russian go really quick. Oh, sorry. Out of five, what'd you give it? Oh, the La Mango Nana, I'm going to give a 425 out of five. Like, I would buy it Still? again. I would drink it again. But it's definitely not one of, it's not one of my favorites. But it's good. It's good. All, right. All right. So I had the Rincon Brewery. Um, I had the Guactoberfest. This was the uh, this was the amber and uh, avocado beer. This was actually, this was interesting. Um, I'm going to give this one a 3.75. It was one I would drink again, but one I would not go out of my way for. Um, it does have that avocado taste to it uh, from start to finish. And it's just a little weird. It is not one of the beers that you would really think um, there are flavors that you would really think in the, that would go well with their beer. So 3.75 out of five, um, this row to Hill 56, uh, the Russian river pale here. Um, this is going to be a five out of five, a uh, great, great beer. Um, it, it being at 5.4%, you can drink a lot of it. And the taste of it is just absolutely incredible. Um, it's not overly hoppy, even though it's got a hoppy smell to it. Uh, and it is a very, very drinkable beer. Um, this is one that, uh, you know, Jordan, I will be, I'll be sending you a bottle of this because it is, it mm. is top notch. Um, or if I'd send you some, but I know you don't like it. So, um, Wait, I'll, no, I'll, is, is that, is not, if it's not an IPA, I'll drink it. It's a pale ale though. So I, I drink, I drink pale ale. Okay. Dude. All right. You will, you'll like IPAs, dude. You're just drinking the wrong IPA. Yeah. I think you're drinking really hot, heavy IPAs, which I don't think you're the biggest fan of but well i think they just too bitter for me bro yeah yeah you see you're not drinking the right ones dude because there's a lot of great ipas out there but after a while like your palate will start to adapt to like hopping you're not gonna adapt me to ipas that's like getting trying to get me to drink mad dog 2020 uh, no, man. there's a complete difference between Mad Dog <laughs> yeah, 2020 yeah. and an IPA. That's like but malt liquor. I will bro. send you a good IPA as well, and you tell me if you like it or not. Ben, what's um, that? What's that brewery in Compton called? Uh, um, I, I don't go to Compton. Crown and uh, no, nah, but you could find their beers. Like you could probably Crown find and them. Crown and Hops. Hell yeah, I go to Compton. Yeah. I didn't know they had a brewery in Compton. I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah, it's hella good, dude. Hella good. Yep. All right. So that was the podcast. Thanks for everyone for checking that out. We got to get Jordan out here because he's going to be going and uh, hopping on another podcast right now. Uh, but thank you again for checking out the Taproom Sports Podcast. Make sure to check us out all throughout the week. We are on Sunday through Wednesday. Um, you know, coming on with four podcasts a week. Check out all of our uh, social medias. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. I don't know how long Twitter is going to be around uh, after Elon's taken over, but we're there. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll see how things last with that. But for everybody, make sure to go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to go to Devour, use the Devour app, download download it, and use uh, promo code TAPROOM. Get $10 off your first purchase of $25. For Big Wall and Ben Larson, we got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, and we got Swerve and Irvin. We will see you guys tomorrow where Jordan and Irv are going to be talking about the college football week that just passed. Yeah, we got see the you guys soon. college football playoffs to talk about. Man, what a week, dude. There we go. All right, y'all.